Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Finding Workability. It's actually an excerpt from the book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. Sometimes, glimpses of a big picture fail to help us. When they reveal a chaotic scene, they can catch us off guard. The kitchen, full of dishes after a dinner party, our first glimpse of a child's messy room, the need to pull together this year's tax information. Then we must shift our perspective away from this messy big picture to locate an entry point that allows us to restore order to the system. Large-scale disasters call for a similar shift of perspective. When a rash of injuries suddenly fills the hospital with emergency cases, when fires or floods wipe out whole communities, we count on the clear thinking of emergency workers that are on the scene and have been trained to see the workability within the chaos. They reframe these scenes quickly, prioritizing the work to be done, and then begin taking effective action almost immediately. This same shift of perspective is needed with more chronic conditions as well. Some systems are so stagnant that there seems to be no way to see them as workable, no place to intervene that could bring about better conditions. This calls for a radically new perspective, one that can show the way to transform the whole system. Therapists can reach a point where their sessions with a client seem to be going nowhere. Teachers can feel stymied by the lack of progress with a student whose behavior or learning issues seem to have them locked in a holding pattern. And families can find themselves in a state where no one is thriving, where the dynamics between them is making all of them angry, sad, frustrated, or apathetic. Times like these call for what psychology students at Naropa University referred to as a flag meeting. It's a wonderful idea. Flag stands for fresh look at the ground, and it involves dropping every assumption you have about the situation so you can look at it with fresh eyes. Dissolve any storyline you might be harboring about why a person's behavior is a certain way. Then begin looking at little details, as if you're seeing them for the first time. Make no judgments. Just get a feel for what it is to be that other person. If you long to revitalize your whole family, imagine becoming each family member in as many ways as possible. Try their arguments on for size. Imagine taking on the pressures that they face. Notice what pleases them. Then, when you feel you have honestly matched with them, think of just one small thing that would bring them joy or relief. In the following days, find a way to carry out those small gestures for each of them. Systems can often make dramatic changes with very tiny adjustments if they're the right ones. Often, seemingly intractable poverty conditions around the world can yield to interventions arising from these radically new perspectives as well. This next example is one of those inspiring interventions. Tanzania faces problems typical of coffee-growing regions in East Africa. Unstable weather offers no guarantee that food crops will make it to harvest. And with the cash crop of coffee, the market could fall, leaving farmers with an inedible crop that yields little cash. Even when the market is strong, it still leaves six lean months of low nutrition between harvests. The coffee-growing areas must also contend with coffee's byproducts, mounting piles of rotting husks and leaves and spent grounds 
that release large quantities of greenhouse gases and are so high in caffeine and tannin that even cattle can't digest them. This all is changing now thanks to a radical shift in perspective held by ZERI, Zero Emissions Research and Initiatives Foundation. One of their basic principles is, whatever is waste for one is a nutrient or food for another species belonging to another kingdom. So they saw this residue from the coffee harvest as untapped resource rather than as waste. Ziri identified several varieties of edible mushrooms that would grow on beds made from these mounds of waste. As they grew, they would also consume enough caffeine and tannin to turn the remaining pulp into a rich, high-fiber feed for cattle. Furthermore, these mushrooms were high in protein and B-complex vitamins, providing important food for the farmers and a small cash crop to take to market as well. Under the leadership of a group called Sustainable Harvest, the directors at Ziri and Equator Coffee Company from California came together to launch a pilot project called Pulp to Protein that showed 50 women from rural areas how to prepare coffee pulp beds properly and cultivate these mushrooms. This pilot project has proven so successful that the idea has begun spreading throughout the region and is even beginning to be tried on other continents in an effort to bring the idea to scale. Every breakthrough like this must eventually face the challenge of growing large enough to make a real difference. They call this getting to scale. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com. Thank you.